welcome to another episode of the Nightmares Podcast. It's going to be nine of the best tracks that we've found uh, on Bandcamp or elsewhere this week. Um, Pete, um, we've started off with an amazing band uh, that I gather we're going to be able to see at uh, Desert Fest. This is a grin that we just listened to. You found this one, didn't you? Yeah. It, um, not that long ago, I, I, I found their first album, which, you know, really enjoyed and got into and then... Uh, just had it that it was you know they've got another album came out in january this year so uh listen to it and the first, this is the first track and it blew me away and it, you know whole, whole album's great it's it's kind of a bit of a bit of everything really it's got it all it's got yeah i think it's a baseline of stoner rock but it's got a you know thudding doom riff all the way through um it's got a spacey psych bit to it as well um the vocals you know the, there's like different vocal styles throughout it. It starts off almost like uh, a Ramsey Pazuzu vocals. And uh, and then towards the end, it gets better. The song gets better, right? The last couple of minutes, I, I really kind of love. I've been listening to this um, every day since since it came out. Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, the, um, the few tracks that they've sort of um, released so far are absolutely brilliant. So I, I ordered this right away. I mean, it's... To me, it, it's a mix of so many different styles, and it reminds me of a lot of bands from uh, sort of like maybe the two thousands, like um, in a good way, um, kind of weird, weirder doom stuff, um, right. weirder sludgy stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, and like you say, it changes quite a bit. Like yeah. without being too obvious about it, it kind of it shifts about in in its seat a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm well into that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I can't wait to see what it actually sounds like live because I can't imagine yeah. it right now. And there um, are two pieces as well, you know. So Wow, um, right, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. And, and I didn't realise we were playing Desert Fest, so, you know, mm. bonus. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, so I guess they're from Berlin. Um, you can get this at uh, grincult.bankup.com. Uh, um, yeah, and that's on uh, an album called Translucent Blades. Um, and the artwork, I have to say, is, is pretty amazing too, so... Uh, go check that out today. Um, yeah, so we we were saying earlier, weren't we, um, that this is going to be a bit of a... It's not a relaxed podcast by any means, but we've got a few um, drone sort of choices on here yeah. today, which is unusual for us because like, we might throw in the odd one, but we've got a few that are kind of a bit more expansive, a bit more uh, maybe relaxed. Um, yeah. So the next one we're going to play is um, by a band called uh, Culto Al Condor. And... I found this um, a while ago. Um, I think they might have released like little bits of it um, before, uh, but I saw it on a new release schedule as well. So I thought, right, I'm going to play that because I remember listening to it a while ago. So these guys are from Lima in Peru. Um, appear to be a three-piece, but it's kind of um, really expansive. It's just drone, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's no other way to sort of put it, really, is there? Yeah, I mean, I get I get like a uh, really drawn out stonery psych thing yeah. to it, but in, yeah, but in, they really draw it out and they do it. You know, and they, I think there's is it two tracks on it. I, I can't remember yeah. which are both kind of really long. Yeah, um, and they really sort of drag that out and you know to give it that, you know, the, you know, like a trance almost. It's it it really is something. And um, we played a we played a, a Peruvian band last year and. I think through that, through you know, I, I kind of explored quite a bit of the um, other uh, bands from the country, well, other psych bands, and I came across them then as well. And yeah, it's really good that they've got new stuff coming out. And 
there's so much great music of this ilk from there. It is, uh, yeah, it's just something to explore and, and just, you know, uh, magnificent to find. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be a cliche that we say, you know, oh, this country's got so much going on, but I feel like Peru and South America definitely do have um, some absolutely amazing stuff. And I think, you know, the, the death metal thing has been sort of universal since the 90s, really, with this kind of stuff, but with these kind of countries, I guess. But, like, um, this just sounds like of its origin if that makes sense it's kind of yeah. like you say it's got there's something else in there isn't there it's not just kind of someone sticking a guitar up against an amp or someone just hanging on to a chord forever it's got kind of a a slow progression through it which i i really like mm. yeah. yep yeah so um yeah we're going to play um part of part one because it's um both tracks are about 15 minutes long so we're just going to sort of dip in and dip back out again um but yeah, you can get this at uh, Culto Al Quondor. That's Q O N D O R dot Um We'll put the address on the uh, podcast description as well this week. So enjoy this. This is Culto Al Condor. <laughs>
cool. So that was Culto Al Condor. Um, we're going to go back to probably, I don't know, like Lowrider. How, how long have Lowrider been going, Pete? Because I feel uh, like I, the, I know the name from ages They ago. were late 90s, I'm certain. Yeah. Uh, well, not that certain, but, you know, they were of the first, second wave of, of Stoner, as we know it, you know. So um, they did, a, I think they did a split with Nebula on Meteor City, Um I think that was Nebula's first release, so it's, it is the back there with the, you know, the the big names and the originators of the scene. They were one of those bands. Um, I've, I've reviewed this album, and so I'm probably just going to repeat a lot of what I said. But it's they, you know, the European scene um, was less lauded than kind of the Californian scene, but there were a lot of great bands around at the time. Um, bands like Dozer and Beaver. Yeah. Dozer are always um, the ones that I think of, definitely. Yeah, uh, and Low Red were definitely one of those. There was, um, I, I, like, when I moved to Sheffield and, and like, I knew lots of people who were into Stone and Rock, like, everyone had uh, O2IO, Low Riders album back then, and everyone kind of knew it and loved it. And um, so, yeah, to, so to see them release something again, because I, like, uh, I don't think they've released anything for 10 years. Wow. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I saw it and I was amazed and I was really kind of, you know, looking forward to getting into it but I wasn't I didn't quite know how much to expect from it you know you never know with bands who are coming back and um but then immediately it's it's, it's a fantastic album yeah six tracks and each one of them's of, of this this quality the same as this track which which probably the best on there but you know it maintains that throughout and um it's it kind of reminds you that well, it reminds me anyway that Stoner Rock is you know I, I haven't tired of Stoner where I think kind of quality did dip over you know in some of the intervening years it wasn't necessarily you know it was when it's done well like here it is still a you know yeah. it's, it's still quite a powerful and like moving music and um all credit to them you know the fact that it just shows they've got that kind of they, you can't beat these people who kind of brought this scene to us in the first place because um because it can create music like this absolutely i mean this this is absolutely brilliant so um, my favourite bit of this song that we're going to play, which is called um, Ode to Ganymede, is um, it's got to be the sort of Hammond organ um, wizardry that kind of goes on towards the end of the track. I, I just loved it. I mean, it, it kind of <laughs> yeah. brought back memories of, you know, just first getting into Stone Rock and that kind of bluesy jam kind of element that you get with it. Um, and when it's done well, it's like, it's just, you can't help but smile, can you? It's, it's just that kind of yeah. comfortable like yeah it's it's just really good yeah really good. and the, the, the they've got a like a real ease a, a cool about them which just flows through the music and it, um and you can't help but be taken in with it and kind of ride along with the flow do you know um if it's like the absolute like sort of the original lineup or i don't i, I yeah it's a good point i, I don't know that I've no idea to be honest. I mean, uh, the photo suggests that there might be some younger people in the band now, but um, yeah, I've, I've no idea to be honest. But whatever, it sounds amazing, absolutely brilliant. So um, yeah, like we say, we're going to play a song called "Ode to Ganymede," um, and this is off the new Low Rider album called "Refractions." Um, again, like we've been saying off off air, um, the artwork is incredible, and it seems like artwork's just got more crazy in the last few years and I think it's just people using you know artists that they've found 
um, rather than just sort of thinking, oh, well, it's an afterthought, really. And ironically, in a digital age, that's that's kind of like um, maybe the antithesis to what people thought it might have. You know, the the road mm. um, has gone a different way to what people might have expected. So, yeah, all power to Lowrider. Yeah, it's great to have them back. Um, so, yeah, we're going to play this. Ode to Ganymede. <laughs>
So that was Lowrider, absolutely amazing stuff there. Um, we're going to talk about um, something com- a little bit more kind of, I don't know, gothy, uh, sort of uh, emotional maybe. Um, found this, um, as you do sometimes, uh, you know, Bandcamp sometimes throws you curveballs and I thought, well, that's pretty interesting artwork. I'll, you know, take a listen to this. So a band called Chrome Ghost, who seems to be doing um, quite well at the moment. And um, yeah, I was taken with this album straight away. I just thought it was really interesting really proggy really unusual um yeah well, wasn't sure i liked it to begin with but yeah it just kind of grew on me and uh, i went back to it a few times so i i really liked it what, what did you think pete did you uh give this a listen uh yeah it it is strange isn't it and it it's i i get what you're saying like it, it, you're not sure if you liked it and i, I was a bit uh in the same boat i think we got it through for review so i gave it a curse we listened um a few weeks back and um they, I don't know. Is there a bit of like Death Heaven type stuff in there? Is it um, even Mogwai or like you know, always like the progressive elements of yeah. Death Thrones over all that kind of you know all these little bits of snippets in there? Um, I think this is kind of but, what happens when you when you get you get those influences like you say, and and this is like an, another generation of bands that sort of are taking. A lot of influences in, but aren't necessarily playing the same thing. So, yeah, like, yeah, I think this is like you say, like it, it's just interesting to to hear what people are doing now. So, I think this is a great example. Mm. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, off an album called The Diving Bell, and um, it's on Seeing Red Records. Who, um, I think I'm subscribed to. That's possibly how it came through to us because they've put out quite a few decent things in the past. But um, yeah, this is it. Kind of soars a little bit, doesn't it? It's kind of a little bit epic. It tries to um, kind of elevate itself above, kind of just like doom or or black metal. I think there's something else going on there. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Really found it quite interesting. Yep, agreed. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, seeing Red Records put out all sorts of stuff. So um, you know, anything from uh, sort of body void stuff to uh, this kind of proggy, proggy stuff to like Wata. I don't know if you remember them, Pete, from a few years ago. Wata. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no, I've definitely listened to them before. Um, but yeah, um, just really sort of varied record label. I think they they do go for the kind of more, um, I don't know how to describe, it, maybe more sort of produced and polished kind of stuff. But um, right. nothing wrong with that now and again. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're, we're going to just play uh, one of the songs that they've kind of previewed on here. So um, this is the second track uh, off the album called Halo. And you can get this at chromeghost-us.bankup.com. Halo,
also that was uh, Chrome Ghost. Um, really interesting stuff on uh, seeing Red Records there. So, um, yeah, we're going to play a, um, I'd say, instrumental um, sort of, I don't know how to describe this one. It's, it's quite unusual, isn't it, Pete? Uh, this band called Sigvera, um, mm. and they've previewed this track off uh, their new album called The Sixth Glare. So, um, yeah, I, I really, really like this. It was kind of um, twists and turns, and it's, it's recorded live as well. Um, at no uh, no studio by um, Joe Clayton, who seems to be doing the best music, recording the best music over the last few years. So um, you picked this one, though, didn't you, Pete? So um, yeah, what kind of drew you to the, it? Well, I, I've kind of I've got loads of stuff actually. They, they put several releases and I bought them all. So uh, I was you know glad to find a new album coming out. And um, well, normally I'd wait for the whole album, then kind of you know decide which track's best for which I think's best for the for the podcast. Um, I was a bit impatient, but also um, I read something recently where um, this is the first part. This album is the first part of a uh, first half of a story, with another album being the second half. Right. But that second half, but the second half is by a different band, which is interesting. Oh wow! Okay. That band is uh, Vinham Sabathi. Wow. Um, okay. So, so there is the kind of background to that. It's like very from Bristol. There are two piece like instrumental psych, like say instrument psyche. It's quite heavy actually. Um, Vin and Sabathi are a three piece from Mexico. Yep. But they share a member. Um, they share a member, and that's kind of where it comes in. And um, Vin and Sabathi's album is out in March, uh, and no doubt we'll be playing one of the tracks off that. So I thought, right, we, you know, rather than put them on the same podcast. Yeah. Um, I get the secretary in now because it is a great song and I'm, I'm not always um, overly keen with instrumental bands. I, there's always that, no matter how good it is, there's always that nagging thing of it'd be better with vocals, you know, in the back of your mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's in your that, mind, definitely. Yeah. Maybe. Oh yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, even like the best of I mean, even Karma to Burn, like you think, you know, who put out great, instrumental albums but they had that first album you think, oh, if I anyway. prefer that first album actually to be honest <laughs> oh yeah of course yeah with, yeah because it's amazing cool, and the vocals cool are, yeah and so distinct vocals yeah. but anyway um, the, there's something about Sacred that where they're one of the few bands I, I don't miss it. I don't even think about it you know it's never there and mm. I think if you listen to this it's something about heaviness to it just kind of packs this massive punch which which you know dispels that that, that kind of worry I normally have so um, yeah, really glad to be able to play and really glad they've got this on. I think they've got it on for really kind of uh, cheap, something like 50p or a pound is, yeah. uh, for the whole album pre-order. Um, so, you know, that, you, there's no excuse really. Um, yeah, and see, it'd be interesting to see how it fits with the, the Venoms of Bathy album. I think what I get from this, and I haven't really looked at it too much. I think there's like an environmental theme to it, judging by the art cover and some of the things that they've said. So yeah, yeah it'd be interesting that story flows across two different bands who are separated by, you know, thousands of miles. Yeah, I think the the sample on this uh, particular track we're gonna play um talks about fires across I think it's LA. Um so maybe it's like an environmental thing or, or like yeah, like some sort of warning or something like that. Um do you know who the third record's gonna be by? Or is it going to be sort of like a Oh no, it's uh, uh, two. It's is it two? Uh, right. No, it's just two. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. I think my understanding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro. Okay. So it looks like you can actually buy um, the twelve-inch version from uh, a record label called Stolen Body Records. Um, yes. You can find that um, at the Segfera Bandcamp. So, 
um, I'd urge you to maybe um, slip them a bit more than 50p. I mean, if you, if you if 50p is all you can afford, that's fine. But yeah, it's, um, this will be worth having, I think. It sounds like it's an interesting little project. Um, so yeah, we're going to play the, the only song they've released so far uh, from it called uh, Red Swan Beyond. Um, and this is off Sigvera's The Sixth Glare.
cool. So we've uh, we've gone from uh, the instrumental to um, possibly uh, you can describe this as, as the same. So we said it was going to be a bit a little bit droney this episode, and uh, yeah, we're going full on uh, almost like noisy drone this time. So Bogwitch, which is uh, Craig from Archelon uh, from Sheffield. Uh, if you've not heard of Archelon, then go and check them out because they're brilliant. Uh, but Bogwitch, yeah, this is his. Uh, I, I think he'd probably be annoyed if I call it a side project because he, he plays quite a lot of gigs um, under this moniker. So um, this, I think, is his second release. And um, I I kind of delved into it. I've, I mean, I spend a lot of time with headphones and at work because I need to concentrate. So, you know, this, this is perfect music for that. But it keeps, this one in particular, keeps giving me um, little bits that I've not noticed before. So I ordered the tape and I'm going to try and um, you know, spend a bit of time with this on, you know, listening through cassette as well. But um, I describe it as almost um, contemplative drone and it's got lots of layers to it. So it's not just kind of like, like we said earlier, it's not just kind of let's lean an amp up against, uh, you know, a, a guitar up against an amp and, and sort of see what comes out. It's like, it's got patterns and it's got really interesting parts and I, what i what i actually noticed last time i listened to it was the vocals that are very sort of low mixed sound a little bit, bit like neurosis i don't know if you've uh, you know given it that much time pete but like the yeah that's that's what i got from it like um yeah through silver and blood maybe the kind of spoken right, wordy yeah. bits from that yeah i've given it i've been through once so i haven't you know i haven't been yeah. into it I haven't, I haven't given it as much um time but I see that, yeah. What I liked about it is, it's it, it felt almost like soundtrack um, yes, music, you know, absolutely. some kind of minimal back, you know, backing, but also incorporating um, the natural sounds of a film. And so, I, I kind of, you know, you um, say Blade when you know classic soundtrack. It, it felt like there were bits which it sounded like rainfall, even though it wasn't. It was more, mm. it's like static practically. Um, it gave it that. Um, with you felt like there was alarms going off in the back. I, I don't know. You know, you start to imagine things when you listen mm. to them, particularly when you put earphones on and you, and you do kind of um, face out to it. And that's yeah, it, it, that's a kind of phenomenal thing to be able to to create through music. This you know sort of transport you into you know such a um, like into a where you think where you're thinking in like film, which is you know you've got audio and visual and all that and that's just from this piece of you know piece of music yeah um i mean i'd say it's a little bit like maybe david lynch soundtrack as well you know like the, the yeah. more sort of esoteric um david lynch stuff um and um i, I don't know if it's may, maybe the influence from playing with bands like um 100 year old man because i know um they play quite a lot of gigs with um stuff like a son of misser and those more filmic kind of droney bands. So um, the musicality of, of this drone, I think, is is something to sort of note rather than, you know, noisy drone can, can sometimes just be a big, you know, static mess. And while that's amazing, um, this kind of stuff kind of gives it a bit more intelligence and a bit more um, substance to it. So, yeah, really yeah. enjoyed this, Craig. So, um, yeah, top stuff. Um, we're going to play um, an excerpt again because um, both tracks are quite lengthy. Uh, we're going to play an excerpt from part B. Um, and uh, yeah, you can get this on Trepanation Recordings um, and uh, and the Bogwitch Bandcamp. Uh, and the record's called On the Wind, All That Is Left, Only Root. 
Rhodes remain. So we're coming out of that murky bog with bog, which uh, it's sort of something a bit more lively, maybe. Um, so this band's called Orphan Donor. Um, and yeah, this is mental. I loved it. So you found this one, didn't you, Pete? But what I've noticed is it's the uh, drummer from Secret Cutter, who yes. uh, sort of played an amazing Sheffield gig, I think, last year, uh, possibly mm. the year before. I don't know. It's sort of all yeah, melts into no. one sometimes. 
<laughs> yeah, that was last year, and yeah, they're um, they're an incredible band. So I, I, yeah. you know, I was excited to see this, um, and they, they sound very distinctive. That's what I like about Secret Coutini. I know you know when you're listening to them, they don't really don't exactly sound like anyone else. Um, so therefore, you, that'll lend you know you can kind of a lot of hope going into other projects which band members will be in and mm. you know i've only listed this in the last week it's come through for review and you know instantly like well there's a lot of i've listed the whole album there's a lot of good tracks on it uh the artwork is incredible yeah um, mental. it reminds me of a it's like a kaleidoscope of one of the baddies in doom the original doom uh, yeah i i thought it looked like a kaleidoscope of the um baddie from the turtles called krang Oh yeah, yeah, good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but um, um, I, I thought it was really distinctive as being the same drummer. Though, as soon as I found that out, I was like, "Yeah, that's him." Yeah, because his drumming yes. is mental. It's so good. Yeah, um, and, it, yeah, and like the whole yeah. of it, it yeah. you know, it is. It, 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 it's not the same as you know. Yeah. It's less. It's not less heavy. It's less. It's almost a bit screamo in there. It's very passionate, which comes with the territory from that. But, um, but yeah, really good. Really, you know. One more. If you're not going to get a new Secret Crew album, let's get, you know, let's get more projects coming out. The quality of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, he's put like um, the influences are like Page Ninety Nine, uh, Jerome's Dream, and stuff like that. And as the sunsets, which I think is the band that Daughters went to on to become. So, no, right. um, yeah, you can absolutely see that in there. It's it's like. It's a little bit light-hearted as well, which I quite like. It's it's not taking itself massively seriously. So, mm. yeah, really interesting band. So, um, yeah, this is off a, a record called Old Patterns, um, and you can get this at orphandonor.bandcamp.com. Uh, we're going to play um, Pole Disdain. Um, so, yeah, see what we think of this. This is, like, it's really impressed us. <laughs>
so yeah, I mean, we've said we'd um, play some um, more droney stuff uh, this episode, but honestly, um, that last track and and this track are just crazy. So um, this is a new album by a band called Ozo, um, and I gather it's members from uh, the late Drunken Hell. I think Drunken Hell have probably split up now, uh, which is a shame. But um, yeah, this this is crazy. It's it's on um, Riot Season Records. Um, and right season tend to sort of straddle this weird um, kind of line these days of being uh, really experimental jazz or really heavy kind of sleazy kind of rock music. So, and they do a lot of Acid Month's Temple releases. So, this sits somewhere between there. I think. What do you reckon? Yeah, that's that's right. And yeah, I've listened. This is really good. The, yeah. The other band. Um, that, that it's I think it's uh it's called Mike Vest and he's he was in Junk in Hell, uh and Bong, Eleven Paranoias, uh, Melting Hand, it's that whole um group of bands from you know, from Riot Season and Ritual Productions. Uh the other one as well they said it was blown out. Um and oh, yeah. I noticed it says so it says from the ashes of Junk in Hell and Blown Out. I didn't know Blown Out had split up, so that was a bit of a Downer, yeah, but, but yeah, no doubt six bands will come out of it because that's that. This is the way these these people work, you know, constantly creating music and creating bands and then creating albums like this, which um, are just you know you just delve into and, and love. Yeah, I mean this this record's got um, Supersonic Festival written all over it. Um, <laughs> if they're not yeah. playing Supersonic, I'd be very surprised. It's that kind of <laughs> yeah. vibe. Um, yeah, just just wild kind of jazz like free jazz over like kind of swampy bass and a bit of guitar in there as well but yeah i i think this is absolutely fantastic and yeah um possibly a bit of acid mother's temple creeping in there as well um mm. john coltrane is mentioned in the um sort of liner notes for this as well so um yeah you can you can buy this on um an amazing looking vinyl um uh, as well so yeah I'd, I'd investigate this straight away so if you uh, like the sound of this uh, it's by a band called Ozo and we're going to play the opening track which is uh, Life Ship uh, and it's off an album called Saturn um, you can buy this from uh, I think it's Ozo 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 that's ozo.bandcamp.com um, or you can order the vinyl from um, Riot Season Records um, just incredible I thought so yeah so what do you think to this
cool. So um, an, an unorthodox end to the podcast this week. So we're going to talk about um, a personal hero of ours, um, sort of uh, an, un, um, an unappreciated member of the Nine Hertz team and has been since the start, Ben Brown. Ben Brown's done an album. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's his first album or whether he's done stuff before, but yeah. Um, so Ben Ben does all the um, background to um, NineHertz.co.uk. He's built every iteration of the website and continues to support us by. I think he still pays the uh, fees for keeping <laughs> us online. So thanks, Ben. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's got into like modular synth stuff. So um, you sent me a list of things that just said Ben Brown. So <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that our Ben Brown? And you went yeah. So, um, <laughs> <I know. laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, did you just find this? Did he tell you about it, or it, he's posted it in the Nine Hertz forum, which it, the the kind of the unused Nine Hertz forum, um, and he posted it in, in. He just sort of posted a link in the editors, you know, the un, the hidden editors yeah. forum, um, and he did that in December, and it shows right. you how much we look at it because <laughs> neither of us have seen it. Yeah. Um, and I just noticed it the other day. I was like, oh, my God. And um, so in terms of, like, from the uh, history of it, Ben has been, you know, when I first met Ben, which was uh, 2003, it's, like, just wow. before, as you know, me and you both used to post on the um, Kerrang forum, the Stoner Doom forum. Yeah. Ben was on there, and that's how uh, we all got to know each other, um, essentially, and me and you then both separately moved to Sheffield. We both kind of got to know Ben. I, I ended up living with Ben. For, um, and back then he was creating music. He's um, And he was a drum and bass DJ. He used to, yeah, yeah. He used to DJ in Orange Goblin T-shirts, if I remember right. <laughs> um, the, um, but it was always kind of, um, you know, on the computer type stuff. Um, I couldn't describe what it was. Uh, I mean, him, we used to dream up um, bands we'd create on, um on the computer we never actually did anything but we talked for a long time about it and we, we used to get the name and kind of who our influences were but uh never actually got around to it so uh yeah this is out of the blue and but you know it's it, it was a nice surprise and there's uh, six tracks i think and they kind of some of them have got like bracket drone after them and this is one of those yeah. um uh, yeah it, it was it was it was a a, a real good uh surprise to find and then you know it was an enjoyable listen this this track in particular is the one that that uh really grabbed me the most um yeah. and it kind of it is very uh gentle and uh but this one changes a fair bit towards the end i think it gets a bit almost a uh, a bit spacey in there as well yeah i mean i i have absolutely no idea how modular synths kind of work but um it's a lot of experimentation and you know um twisting of knobs and changing around kind of um you know uh sort of jack leads uh, to sort of create something quite interesting and sequencing right. things so to make something that sounds this kind of peaceful and 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 sort of pleasant mm. isn't isn't that easy you've got to really know kind of what you're doing so I'm mm. absolutely fascinated by this kind of stuff, and um, yeah, it's very expensive to get into apparently because you you know if you want the hardware, it's quite um, right, right, yeah, hard to do. And it, you want to make your own sort of thing. Yeah, and you know, like I, what I like about Ben is is um, amongst many things, you know, because he is one of the most um, he is one of the nicest people you can meet. He's, yeah, we love you, Ben. Um, he's 
like it's incredibly intelligent, um, passionate about what he loves, but also not in an aloof way, you know, that intelligence is aloof, you know, he'll happily debate things, he'll happily, you know, kind of always wanting to learn new things. And that's kind of being an open, happy, nice person. Um, and that creativity um, has, you know, has led him to create Nine Hertz, essentially. You know, the, the, the whole website is there because his band created it with, with Amy's girlfriend. Um, and it's creating this music. It, it kind of is it's what he does in his job. And it's constantly trying to, you know, it's, it's obviously still itching to do new things. And that's, that's kind of because of who he is, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, intensely creative guy. So, um, yeah, I, I really like this. And the the only thing I can kind of compare it to is, do you know uh, Alex from Manatees? Um, okay. He's in Nod yeah. as well now. Um, right. He does his own um, tape series, and I think he's got. He might have his own um, sort of radio show as well. Um, and he creates a lot of modular synth uh, cassettes, um, and has his own little label. So. Um, mm. Yeah, if you, if you like this, then um, definitely go check out um, Alex's output. Um, it's, it's a similar kind of like spacey, um, minimalist kind of sound to it. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I listened to the whole um, release. Um, I got into work very early the other day, and I managed to hook it up to the big speakers we've got. We've got some huge <laughs> Sonos speakers at work that you know fill this massive office we've got, uh, and it sounded through there so um, new layers came out that I didn't hear on the first listen through so yeah good stuff man um, so yeah we're going to play um, I think we're going to play an exit again because um, this is about 13 minutes long uh, the full version um, so we'll dip into this and uh, yeah we'll, um, we'll see you in two weeks time <laughs> 